0: Love, talk, radio. Good evening, everyone, and live tonight from the headquarters of the Brian Urlacher Fan Club, it's the 4th and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you this evening?
1: I am a little under the weather, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, i Is good, anybody
0: though. ever over the weather? Nobody ever says that, but I, I feel true. bad that you're under That's the weather. True.
1: But I'm going to tough it out. I've got my Brett Favre-like streak going. I haven't missed a show in three years, so... That's right. That's an that.
0: that's an impressive streak, and unlike <laughs> Brett Favre, you know, you're you're just getting more productive the more you know you're just getting better. As,
1: right. I'm as, also not uh, wearing Crocs, so I think I'm coming out ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're <or>, we're <laughs> Wranglers either probably, but uh, <laughs> no. so uh, you must be pretty happy with the Cowboys knocking off the Steelers last weekend.
1: Yes, they actually are starting to look like they might sort of be improving as a team, which is something we haven't seen in a long, long time. I'm cautiously optimistic.
0: Yeah, I guess the next weekend not this weekend, this weekend they've got the Saints, I think, right, at home. Yeah. But uh next week is that that's their they play at Washington to close the season, is that right?
1: Yep. That'll it'll uh, they'll be deciding the division. It'll be interesting.
0: Probably, yeah. Yeah, you know, good <laughs> Good chance that uh, at least Dallas and Washington will both win this weekend. The Giants have a tough game with Baltimore, but uh, we'll We'll see. see. So, how can people get in touch with us if they want to participate in the festivities, the fun and the frivolity?
1: (laughs) We have an action-packed show for you tonight, as it is championship week or weeks for most of you, Um, and we're going to be here for a full hour until 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday night. If you want to get a hold of us, uh have your questions answered, voice your opinion, whatever floats your boat, there are a number of ways to do that. You can give us a call at 347-677-1608. That's three four seven six seven seven one six zero eight. Or you can tweet us at the number four THN inches show. That's the number four THN inches show. And we're on Gmail at the same handle, the number 4 Show at gmail.com. The chat room is open. You can come hang out there. You can also find us all week long on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page at FantasyFootballSherpa.com where there's a great blog and our personal Twitter accounts as well, which we'll give you all at the end of the show. But we will be looking at all of the week's matchups, telling you who to start, who to sit, and we're going to give you some waiver wire advice too although it is kind of slim pickings this week. <laughs>
0: Are you sure you don't want us to put you on IR?
1: I'm, I'm tougher than that. I'm not going on IR.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I, I just wanted to give you some input into it. but uh, I
1: appreciate that.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, anyway, so let's uh, take a look at the waiver wire this week, and who, if anyone, do you like among the the quarterbacks this week?
1: Well, it's it's not a great week for quarterbacks on the waiver wire uh i like nick Foles this week i am a broken record i tell you that every week um sam bradford i think could be an interesting one this week he's going against a terrible pass defense in tampa bay um and i guess if you're really desperate greg mcelroy is going to be the Jets' starting quarterback this week which really isn't saying a lot and Quite frankly, who knows how long he's going to last in the game? But for what it's worth, uh, he's I'm sure out there in most leagues.
0: Yeah, Ryan Tannehill is still out there in in some leagues too. And I think, given the choice between uh, Tannehill and McElroy, but yeah, chances are, if you're having to decide between the two of them, you're probably not in your.
1: Probably not going games, to be winning so your championship if you're in that not. game. You're- if that's what you're down to,
0: sorry yeah.
1: to burst the bubble.
0: Yeah. So how about um, running backs? Uh, or For for me, for quarterbacks, yeah, Tannehill is my only contribution to that. But uh, right. so let's see. Um, so, running yeah, backs. For running backs, we had Michael Bush go on IR this week. Ryan Matthews yeah. went on IR. Daniel Thomas is dropping on the depth chart. And Ronnie Brown has a bad hand hamstring. Hand Not a handspring, a hamstring. Hand <laughs> He
1: might have a bad handspring, too. We just don't know. I
0: bet he can't even do a a handspring. (laughs) But um, for me, I would be looking at Mark Ingram from New Orleans, if he's still there. Danny Woodhead is out there in a lot of leagues, and Jackie Battle now is probably almost by default going to be their quote-unquote lead running back. Well,
1: they're saying that Jackie Battle and Curtis Brinkley are going to split carries, but we've seen a lot more of Jackie Battle in the red zone. He's more of the touchdown vulture of the two. So I guess if I had to pick, Jackie Battle is more of a known quantity, and I think I'd probably go with him out of the San Diego running backs.
0: Mike Tolbert might also be an interesting play this weekend just because it doesn't look like Jonathan Stewart is, Close to being able to play again, and I think Carolina's going to put up a lot of points this week, but uh, we we will see. Yeah. Any, it's, any other running backs you want to mention?
1: Um, if Vic Ballard is still out there in your league, go pick him up. Donald Brown is is a thing of the past now. I think he's going to have a nice week.
0: All right, moving on to wide receivers. Um, Malcolm Floyd for San Diego was put on IR this week. Roddy Roddy White has a bad knee. Uh, Troy Smith has a concussion. Donald Jones has a calf injury. Devon Best has a back injury. Kendall Wright has a rib injury. So who out there among the wide receivers would you recommend this week?
1: Well, again, it's not a real deep pool Um, I really like Brandon Gibson out in St. Louis. We were talking about Chris Givens the last couple of weeks, and he has really fallen off the map. Uh, It looks like Gibson has become the favorite there. Um, Also, Danny Amendola came back last week. We thought he wasn't going to play, and he put together a nice little game. I think he's just going to continue to grow on that. Jason Avant in Philadelphia, it's it's tough to keep those Eagles wide receivers healthy, and their tight end situation is absolutely non existent now. So he's going to be seeing even more targets this week.
0: All right. I'm going to mention three guys. I'll mention Dominic Hickson of the Giants just because I think they're going to be throwing all day against the Ravens. Greg Little of Cleveland has had several good games in a row now. Yeah. And with Donald Jones banged up, TJ Graham becomes an interesting play in Buffalo. So those are, are my three for the week. Uh, anyone else you want to ask? No,
1: no. I think we put together a pretty solid list there.
0: All right. So now, tight end-wise, Rob Hausler in Arizona has a knee injury. Uh, Who would you recommend that people pick up there?
1: Um, Honestly, tight ends is not a great week for them. If you don't have a tight end on your roster at this point, this is going to be a big problem. Um, Really, Dennis Pitta is going to be available in a lot of places. Uh, Brandon Myers, I don't know if I'd have him in my top 12 this week, but he may be available. I just
0: There are not a lot
1: of great matchups for tight ends this week.
0: Yeah, I'll mention a few. Uh, Lance Kendricks in St. Louis has been uh, putting up some more respectable stats. Uh, Dallas Clark in Tampa Bay continues to put up nice stats. Tony Scheffler in Detroit is still active in their offense. And Jeff Cumberland for the Jets, who... Had a little bit of a streak earlier in the season, and while Dustin Keller was out, and now that Keller is out again, and he's probably not going to play, or at least if I were the Jets, I wouldn't play him with nothing on the line. Uh, Cumberland might be a good play this week, especially you figure you know, he is probably pretty familiar with uh, Greg McElroy from playing on the second team often.
1: All right, I can work with that.
0: Anything kicker wise or defense wise you want to mention?
1: Um, defense-wise, I think maybe the Redskins, Panthers, or Miami have good matchups this week. Kicker-wise, Matt Prater in Denver, Josh Brown in Cincy, and Graham Gano in Carolina.
0: All right, I'll mention Indianapolis' defense, because they're going up against Kansas City, so I like that matchup for them, and... Yeah, that, that's about it. I think there are going to be some other teams that won't score much this week, but most of them, you know, San Diego, the Jets, you know, probably most people. I, I agree with you, Carolina um, is a good play this week, too, and um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, Arizona, I don't think Chicago is going to score a ton of points. I think they'll win, but, you know, that might also be a decent play. So. Why don't we get into the games for this week, then? Uh, first up, we've got Atlanta at Detroit. Thankfully, no, no Thursday night games. We're done with Thursday night games for the yeah. season, but we do have a Saturday night game, and that's going to be Atlanta at Detroit. I have to admit, I was totally wrong about Atlanta last week. I picked the Giants to beat them, and that didn't even come close to happening. And you gave me
1: a whole lot of flack for saying Atlanta was going to come in. <laughs>
0: Well, yes, I did. I I was giving you quite a bit of grief, and (laughs) you were right. I was wrong, and just for the fun of it, well, not just for the fun of it, just because I think Atlanta's doing it with smoke and mirrors, but I'm going to pick Detroit, even though they looked horrible last week, too. I'm going to pick them to win this game on Saturday night. I'll go with the uh, pre-Christmas surprise of Detroit 31 and Atlanta 24, preventing Atlanta from clinching home field, and I'm guessing you're going to disagree with me on this.
1: I'm going to disagree with parts of this. Um, I think that Atlanta's going to win this game. I agree with you. I think a lot of it is smoke and mirrors, but it's working. I just, Detroit looks so lost and such a mess. I just, I can't pick them to win this game. I think it's going to be a lot lower scoring than people think, and I think it's going to be really close, but I still think Atlanta will come out on top.
0: All right, who do you like, who would you start for Atlanta this week?
1: Uh, I definitely like Matt Ryan against this defense, Uh, I like Michael Turner, just stay away from Jaquiz Rogers, I'm starting Roddy White and Julio Jones, Um, say no to Harry Douglas, he's a little banged up and just not getting the targets, I do like tight end Tony Gonzalez, but no defense, no kicker, I think Detroit will move the ball a little bit
0: And uh, Roddy White's back injury doesn't concern you too much?
1: No, to me he's like Calvin Johnson. They're always in an MRI machine during the week, but they always come to play on Sunday.
0: All right. Speaking of Calvin Johnson, I like him this week as a starter for Detroit. He's, as Jenna alluded to, he's uh, probable with a knee injury, but yeah, he's somebody that's you know you can count on being there on Sunday afternoon. Quarterback Matt Stafford is a good start. Tight end Tony Scheffler and kicker Jason Hanson, good starts. Running backs. Michael Leshur and Troy uh, Bell, I think, are decent flex options. Leshur is probable with a calf injury. Defense is okay to start. Stay away from wide receivers Mike Thomas and uh, Chris Durham, and stay away from tight end Brandon Pettigrew, who is questionable with an ankle injury. And I just don't see the Lions uh, risking him for the rest of the season with nothing on no. the line.
1: No, there's there's nothing worth risking. <laughs>
0: So moving on to the Sunday early games, we've got Washington at Philadelphia. Washington, obviously, still very much in the playoff race. Philadelphia, very much not in the playoff race. I think this will be a close game, too, but this time I'm going to go with the better team to win. I'll take Washington to win this 31-28. to 28.
1: Uh, You know, I guess I can agree with that. Um I, I think this will be a good one of the better games to watch. I think these teams are more evenly matched than some people may think. Um, if there's one thing Philly does, it's they, they like to win when it doesn't matter. And the only thing they can do now is screw up their draft picks. So they'll probably win at least one of these games in the next two weeks. I don't know if they can out outrun this Washington offense, though. Um, I am starting Robert Griffin III. Uh, I think he is going to play... If he does not play, then I'm probably still going to start Kirk Cousins. I just the Philly defense isn't really all that scary, unfortunately. he, he passed
0: for over three hundred yards last week.
1: yes, he did he he looks pretty solid. I think r g three will get cleared to play though, but either would you way trust I'm
0: him okay. with the since the running game is such a big part of his game or such a big yeah. part of his and
1: i th- I think he'll be okay. I think he's a good enough passer that even if he can't use his legs as much as he'd like, he can still do damage. But um, I am still starting Alfred Morris. I'm starting Pierre Garçon and Santana Moss. I'm staying away from the rest of the wide receivers, Leonard Hankerson and Josh Morgan and that whole crew. Uh, No to the tight end, no kicker, and I'm on the fence about the defense. I think I'm going to lean more towards yes, but there are going to be some points put up. The only good thing is Philly's going to turn the ball over, so you'll get some of those points back.
0: So for Philly, the two guys that have missed last week, and actually all three of the people that missed last week with concussions, uh, running back LaShawn McCoy, quarterback yeah. Michael Vick, and tight end Brent Selick are listed as probable at this point in the week. McCoy is definitely starting, you know, according to the report. So is
1: Selick, from what I understand.
0: Yeah, that that I I don't know I, I that don't really I don't really understand either. <laughs> pa- pardon?
1: They don't really have a choice. It's got to be Selleck. They're signing Evan Moore off the street tomorrow. Clay Harbor's gonna fractured his back. I mean, they got nobody left.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's not a good situation. No. Uh, so, I would start quarterback Nick Foles, uh, running back LeSean McCoy. I think he's. If he's healthy enough to play, I would start him. Wide receivers Jason Avant and Riley Cooper. Uh, Running back Bryce Brown could be a decent flex option this week. Wide receiver Jeremy Macklin is questionable with a back injury, so he's at best a flex option for me. Uh, Tight end Brent Selick would be a flex option. Kicker Alex Henry is a good start. Michael Vick is going to be the third quarterback, so don't start him. And... um, and the defense I would stay away from and as you alluded to, Clay excuse me, Clay Harbor would also be somebody you should keep on your bench this week. All right. Moving right along, we've got Minnesota at Houston. Minnesota all of a sudden people are talking about them as a playoff team. I don't see it. No. Houston is definitely a playoff team. They've already clinched their division and to have a chance to get home field. But um, I I think Houston wins this game pretty easily. I can't see, even though their pass defense hasn't been as good later in the season, I just don't think Minnesota has enough of a passing game, especially without Percy Harvin to really threaten them. And as good as Adrian Peterson has been, I just don't think he's going to run for a lot of yards against Houston. I would bet the under on 100 yards for him this week. And I, I, I don't think Minnesota is going to make the playoffs, and I'll pick Houston nope. to win this 31-20. I just,
1: if, if Minnesota can put up 20 points, I would be very impressed. I just Christian Ponder looks lost. This, the pass game is, is, like, nonexistent. And Houston has a pretty good run defense. All Minnesota has going for them is Adrian Peterson trying to break Eric Dickerson's record. I just. Yeah, I, think I don't this, think that
0: happens either.
1: I don't either. Uh, I don't think the schedule works out so well for him. But I just, I think this could end up being a blowout. I think Houston could put some serious damage up on Minnesota. Um, Christian Ponder, only a second quarterback. I'm definitely starting Adrian Peterson. He's going to get a, a zillion touches. I don't know if he's putting up 200 yards, but he's going to do a little bit of damage. I'm not starting any of the wide receivers. I don't want to start Michael Jenkins or Jerome Simpson or Jarius Wright. I just, I, There's no consistency. Nobody seems to want to get in the end zone. It's just not good. I will start Kyle Rudolph at tight end, but no kicker, no defense.
0: For Houston, I would start quarterback Matt Schaub, wide receiver Andre Johnson, tight end Owen Daniels, kicker Shane Graham in the defense. Wide receiver, Kevin Walter, decent flex option. Running backs, Ben Tate and Justin Forsett, no. Wide receivers, Divya Posey, Lester, Jean and Keyshawn Martin, no. And tight end, uh, Gareth Graham is a no. The, the one thing I want to caution people about, and we might talk about this a little bit at the end of the show if we have time, but the danger with blowouts this late in the season is that, you know.
1: Garbage time. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's garbage time and also, you know, if guys get hurt, there's really not much recovery time. So I think the the coaches are probably a little bit more conservative when it comes to yanking players. If the game is out of hand, there's no sense in having Arian Foster, um, who I forgot to mention, but you should definitely start him. But uh, um, Arian Foster, if if the if Houston's winning by three touchdowns early in the fourth quarter. You're going to see a lot of Ben Tate and Justin Forsett. So, you know, just yep. you know, plan accordingly.
1: All right. Good advice.
0: So next game up, we've got Indianapolis at Kansas City. So what is your I, – I think Indianapolis, their whole season comes down to this game. If they win, they should be in the playoffs. If they lose, I don't really – unless Houston decides to pull a Indianapolis and just rest everybody – yeah, you know, next week I I don't think they're necessarily gonna beat Indy you know with the playoffs on the line, but I'll pick Indianapolis to win this game twenty four to twenty. But I, you I think, think it's, it's gonna
1: be that close?
0: I do. Twenty
1: four
0: to twenty. I, do. I I just think Kansas City's gonna be run able to run all day on Indy's defense and Indy should be able to run all day on Kansas City's defense. yeah, but, you know, luck is as every as it was shown on the graphics very vividly during Monday Night Football this week is, I guess, tied for the league lead in turnovers with 23 and with Mark Sanchez headed to the bench. That's probably going to be luck's crown uh, outright there. But, yeah, I think he'll turn it over a couple times and Kansas City will stay close But I still think Indy wins and that they will make the playoffs. What's, I think Indy wins by,
1: I think they win by double digits. I think they're going to the playoffs. I think this is going to be a nice momentum builder. If they lose to Kansas City, I agree, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. That's terrible. Um, Kansas City, I gave them their one reprieve last week. First time in the history of the show, we think, that I picked them to win. And what did they do? They went out and laid an egg. I'm not Before excited about scored just as that. many
0: points as the Giants <laughs> and the Buccaneers did last week.
1: Yes, and I also picked the Buccaneers. That did not work out very well for me either.
0: No. (laughs) Um, Well, I think I picked all three of those teams.
1: Probably. Probably. We didn't have a great week last week. But we're going to have a better week this week, and I think Indy wins by double digits. I'm starting Andrew Luck. Don't start Donald Brown. He is injured. Definitely start Vic Ballard. Start Reggie Wayne. Start Donnie Avery. I like T.Y. Hilton as a flex option. I'm staying away from Dwayne Allen and Cody Fleener. I'm not starting the kicker or the defense, but I I think Andy's going to put some points up here.
0: For Kansas City, I love running back Jamal Charles. He's the only guy I would start on the team. Tight end Tony Mowiaki is questionable with a concussion. If he plays, I think he's a good flex option. Defense is okay to start. Quarterback, uh, no matter whether it's uh, Brady Quinn, who you say should be starting this week, or Ricky Stanzi, whoever quarterbacks, I don't want them starting in my championship game. Running back Peyton Hill is a no. Wide receivers, Jonathan Baldwin, Dexter McCluster, Steve Reston, and Terrence Copper are all no's, and kicker Ryan Suckup is a no.
1: All right. I can live with that.
0: So moving right along, we've got Buffalo at Miami, and don't forget, if you want to give us a call, please feel free to do so. If you want to bring Janet some chicken soup, you know, or give her some, you know, that's, that's fine, too. So our operators are standing by. Um, next game up is Buffalo at Miami. And, you know, I think Miami's had a better season than Buffalo, but arguably neither one of these teams are anywhere near being a playoff team. Um I, I think Buffalo is going to eke out a victory here, but I think this is a coin flip game. I'll give it to Buffalo, 30-27. to 27. I'm giving
1: it to Miami. Um, Buffalo and Tampa Bay love to kill me in the second half of the season. They keep picking them to win, and they keep losing games, and it just makes me sad. Um, I think Miami's defense will be able to slow down Buffalo, and I think that will give them the edge. Uh, but I do think it's a close, lower-scoring game. Uh, Fantasy-wise for Buffalo, Ryan Fitzpatrick is really more of a second quarterback option for me this week. I am going to start C.J. Spiller. You should not be starting Fred Jackson because he is not playing. Don't start to shard choice. He got like three carries last week. It was not worth it. It's not going to happen this week. Uh, I like Stevie Johnson. My boy Donald Jones is on IR, so you shouldn't start him at wide receiver either. I'm saying no to tight end Scott Chandler no to the kicker, but yes to the defense.
0: What do you think? of? I mentioned T.J. Graham as a possible pickup when we were doing the waiver wires. Any consideration for him? I think him he could again? be
1: a flex option in a deeper league. I'm okay
0: with um, Okay. For Miami, Reggie Bush is the only guy that I think is a must-start for them this week. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill, like Fitzpatrick, is the second quarterback option for me. Ryan Hartline, if he were healthy, I'd start him, but he's questionable with a bad back. So, to me, he's the best of flex a flex option this week. Tight in Anthony Fasano. Kicker is a flex option. Kicker Dan Carpenter is good to go. Running backs Daniel Thomas and Lamar Miller keep them on the bench. Devon Best, questionable with a back injury, keep him on the bench. And the defense should not be started either. And what I expect will be a pretty high-scoring game.
1: Huh. All right. Let's keep rolling.
0: So now we're up to the game that most resembles a playoff game this week. Actually, that's not quite true. There's two, but... This one in particular, just because the winner is likely to make the playoffs and the loser is likely not to make it. But yeah. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, I know Pittsburgh's at home. I know they're coming off a disappointing game and they're going to be mad and blah, blah, blah. But I think Cincinnati pulls this out. I think they're going to win this. I'll take them
1: 28-21. I think that Cincinnati is going to win this pretty convincingly. I I agree with you. I think that this is going to be the last nail in Pittsburgh's coffin and I just think there's too much turmoil in their their locker room and their front of house and just, I don't think the Steelers know how to deal with that as a franchise, they've never really had to before and it's just it's tearing them up uh, I think since he's kind of peaking at the right time here I like Andy Dalton more as a second quarterback option because I think a lot of their damage is going to be with Ben Jarvis Greenellis uh, I love A.J. Green this week Say no to Andrew Hawkins and Brandon Tate though. Yes to tight end Jermaine Gresham. Yes to the defense. Yes to the kicker. I just think they're going to slow Pittsburgh down on all facets of the game.
0: For Pittsburgh, I would start quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think they're going to be able to run much on Cincinnati, so I think he'll be throwing 45 times in this game. Wide receiver Mike Wallace is Roethlisberger's favorite, so I would start him. Tight end Heath Miller, same thing. Wide receivers, Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders are flex options for me. Sanders questionable with a rib injury. Defense is okay to start, I think. Wide receivers and running backs, Isaac Redman, Jonathan Dwyer, and Chris Rainey, I don't want any of those guys in my lineup. And kicker, no. Sean Sweetson, I don't think they're going to score enough points to make him a good start either.
1: Okay, I can agree with that.
0: Moving right along, we've got St. Louis against your favorite team, Tampa Bay. Tampa, mm-hmm. I believe, closes with two home games, but eh, it's hard to know what to make of them. They're out of the playoff hunt now, and I think they've lost four games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. this is. Yes, they
1: have. They've been pretty terrible lately. Pretty
0: yeah, terrible. I, I thought they were going to be a playoff team in the middle of the season, but you know, every team, yeah. every year... Some teams head north, some teams head south. Tampa has certainly headed south in the last few weeks. I think they're going to pull out of their nosedive here. I'll pick them to win this game 28-24 and uh, trash St. Louis' slim uh, remaining playoff hopes.
1: This pains me to do it a little bit, but I'm taking St. Louis for the mini-upset here. I think that they're going to win this game. I just, oh, Tampa Bay are killing me. I would love to pick them, but I think... St. Louis looks a little more functional right now. Sam Bradford I like more as a second quarterback option, but Tampa's pass game is their pass defense is terrible. Um, I like Steven Jackson a lot this week. Uh stay away from Daryl Richardson. He's just not not gonna give you any value. I do like wide receivers Danny Amendola and Brandon Gibson. Stay away from Chris Givens. He's fallen off a fantasy cliff. Austin Pettis is not going to help you. I'm saying no to the tight end, no kicker, no defense. I think this is a higher scoring
0: game. For Tampa, I like quarterback Josh Freeman a lot this week. I think he's going to bounce back and have a big game. Same thing running back Doug Martin, wide receivers Vincent Jackson and Mike Williams and tight end Dallas Clark. Those guys are all good starts from my perspective. Wide receiver Taquan Underwood is a flex option. Kicker Connor Barth is a flex is not a flex option. He's a, he's a good start. Same thing with the defense and keep Garrett Blunt on your bench. I have to say that I was hoping that at some point if the Giants wouldn't make the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay would because I thought it would be kind of neat to say Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl against New England, just to see you know Tyquan Underwood yeah. with that whole revenge thing after getting cut on the what, night what before kind of the Super Bowl last year. What crazy hair would he
1: show up to the Super Bowl with? I mean, that alone is worth the price of admission.
0: Yeah, his his hair doesn't bother me, but um, I, I just I still think that was kind of a low blow to cut him the night before the Super Bowl last year. But
1: yeah, not anyway.
0: Cool got to look out for those Rutgers guys. So, anyway, next game up is a game I'm sure you're going to want to have uh, a lengthy discussion on, and that's New Orleans at Dallas. Now, what the heck is going on? You know, forget the whole sideline incident, and I don't think Josh Brent should have been on the sideline. You may disagree, but what the heck is going on with Des Bryant and Jerry Jones? I mean, Jerry Jones is already the owner and the and the. You know, the GM, and now he's apparently appointed himself the team doctor. And For sure. I, yeah, There's I, nothing I just, Jerry
1: can't do. Don't you know that?
0: <laughs> if, yeah, if he wants to be a doctor, he's going to buy now, a medical so...
1: school and get a degree. He's going to well, do he it. just
0: buy a textbook who needs school.
1: <sighs> not Jerry. No, sir. Apparently
0: it's not. Jerry's
1: world. We all just live in it. That's, do you like I mean, him as an owner or no? I do. do I like him as an owner? I like him as an owner. I don't like him as a GM. I think I'd much rather have a real GM who was allowed to do actual GM duties, but
0: it doesn't I mean, sound like that's we, happening anytime soon. And especially no, if they make the no,
1: that's a playoffs, theory. I would and, settle for a head coach with a backbone. That'd be all right, but you know, be successful. Yeah. Um, I think this don't, is uh, this is this Dallas's game. this is their playoff. If they can beat New Orleans, I feel like I can really believe that they are going to actually do something in the playoffs. But they've been playing playoff football the last, like, five weeks. So they won a game they had to have at home last week, which it's been a long time since we've seen that happen. And I think they can pull off the upset here. I think this game is going to be a track meet, but I think Dallas will end up eking out a win, probably on the leg of Dan Bailey again, since that seems to be the only way we can win games. But I still think there's a lot of fantasy value for New Orleans. I mean, there's a lot of guys you still want to start. Dallas's defense is pretty beat up, and Drew Brees is going to carve them up. I think you start Drew Brees, start Mark Ingram. I think Darren Sproles maybe is a flex option, especially in a deeper league. Uh, I just I'm staying away from Pierre Thomas and Chris Ivory. Um, wide receiver wise, I like Marquise Colston. I like Lance Moore as a flex. He's got a high ceiling. Say no to Devery Henderson, but absolutely starting tight end Jimmy Graham. I'm starting the kicker, but not the defense. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored.
0: I'm picking Dallas to win 27-24. I think that's probably a lower score than what you have figured for. The only thing I would disagree with what you said about the game is I'm not sure I would consider it an upset if Dallas won. You know, maybe as a as a cynical Cowboy fan or... Uh, <laughs> You know, maybe you would consider that an upset, but I, I think they'll win, and I think you'll be happy come Sunday night or even late Sunday afternoon. But for Dallas, I, sure I like that. quarterback Tony Romo, wide receivers Miles Austin, and Des Bryant, who's playing with those messed up fingers, but is still listed as probable at this point. Tight end yeah, Jason special glove
1: made. He's all good.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> should play with mittens. That guy's incredible. I I picked him as my number one wide receiver going into the season, and yeah, he's. I don't think he's quite that. But uh, uh, we don't know. have to
1: play him in the first half. Let his finger heal for half a game. It's not like he does anything then. Just in the second. half. Yeah. End.
0: So, uh, running back DeMarco Murray is a flex option for me, probable with foot injury. Kicker Dan Bailey's good start. Same thing with the defense. And running back Felix Jones, who's probable with a knee injury, is the um, only guy I would keep on the bench this week. The thing I like about Dallas against New Orleans with this matchup, yeah, Drew Brees has been playing better of late, and they you know, they have their pass offense going. But you know that plays to Dallas's strength, and I think they're going to be able to limit that some in, to some degree. And I think that's why they're ultimately going to come away with the win here.
1: I hope so. Otherwise, I might be a shell of a host next week.
0: (laughs) Oh, as long as you still have a voice.
1: I'm better. If If I still sound like this last week, I'm going to have a lot bigger problems.
0: All right. So now we move on to Tennessee at Green Bay. And, yeah, Tennessee looked atrocious Monday night, but they were still able to win thanks to Mark Sanchez and Bilal Powell. And a bunch of other dumb turnovers. That anyway, was a
1: tough game to watch. That was yeah, not
0: good. as bad as the Jets Arizona game a couple of weeks earlier, but it was still not a good no, not game bad. to watch. But in this game, I think Tennessee is actually going to put up a pretty good fight, but Green Bay will ultimately win this, and I'll will pick them to win 31
1: to 24. I yeah, I can't really disagree with that. Um, Maybe in another couple of years, Tennessee will, will be more of a contender, but they just they aren't quite there yet. I think Jake Locker is more of a second quarterback option. I'm going to start Chris Johnson. I like Kenny Britt this week. Uh, Kendall Wright, I think, could be a flex, but I'm staying away from Nate Washington and Damian Williams. Say no to tight end Jared Cook. No kicker, no defense.
0: To me, the only difference between Jake Locker and Mark Sanchez is that Jake Locker didn't play his first season in the league, at least not much, you know, whereas Sanchez was just kind of thrown to the Wolves and did he did pretty well the first couple of seasons, but he's definitely more of a game manager than somebody you want to, you know, try to have throw for three hundred or four hundred yards and win a game for you. One quarterback you would entrust to win a game for you is Mr Doublecheck, you know, himself, Aaron Rodgers. He should definitely be started this week if you're in your championship game. Wide receivers, yeah, I think he'd be my second-ranked quarterback for this week. Uh, wide receivers, James Jones and Greg Jennings are good starts. Tight ender, Michael Finley, good start. Kicker, Mason Crosby is good. Wide receiver, Randall Cobb, probably with a shoulder, in, shoulder injury. He's a flex option for me. The defense is good start. All five of their running backs I would keep on the bench, wide receivers. Uh, Jordy Nelson and Donald Driver. I would keep on the bench, too. Jordy Nelson is questionable with a hamstring injury.
1: Yeah.
0: So moving right along, we get to the team that I think would have the top-rated quarterback for this week, and that's New England with Tom Brady going up against Jacksonville. Jacksonville, the others in that one game a few weeks back where they almost... uh, um, you know, scared the you the know, Jesus out of um I think it was uh, Houston. You know, I just yeah, you know, don't think that you know, you know the only thing that prevents them from being a laughing stock, frankly, is the Jets and they lost to the Jets, which gives you an idea of how their season has been. But at least they have the excuse of having changed quarterbacks, although that was probably an improvement. But at least there's some players there that are fun to watch, which you can't really say with mm. the Jets offense. But anyway, enough about the Jets. New England wins this game 42-7. to Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. 42-7? to
0: <laughs> Yeah. All
1: right. Granted, I am a serious Chad Henney apologist, but even, I mean, I think New England wins. I just don't know if it's by, by that much, oh um
0: I don't see how jacksonville their their run defense and their pass defense are both in the bottom you know fifth of the league in New England's offense i, just, you know, I just
1: don't i I have marginally more confidence in Jacksonville than that i I think they're gonna lose by twenty points, but I don't know if they're going to lose by thirty plus Seems, I think that's, the
0: only re, the only way they might not lose by that is if New England calls off the dogs and just based on Chicks yeah, uh, uh history I don't think they will call off the dogs. I think they'd still be, you know, passing in the fourth quarter with a thirty point lead.
1: All right. Well we'll see what, what that ended up being next week. We'll come back to that. Uh fantasy wise for New England, I'm starting Tom Brady, I'm starting Stephen Ridley even with the little fumble problem last week. I think Shane Vereen could be a flex option as well as Danny Woodhead. I like Wes Welker, Brandon Lloyd. I'm going to start as well. Uh, Tight end Aaron Hernandez I like. Staying away from Gronkowski, uh, I am going to start the kicker and the defense. While I can concede that Jacksonville is not going to win this game and they're not going to put up a ton of a fight, I think they're going to at least score more than seven points. <laughs>
0: I will make you a friendly bet that they don't. But we'll All see. right. I mean, You're how many on. points did they score last week?
1: Not a ton. <laughs>
0: and they're playing a better team this week. I mean, I know it's not transitive property doesn't apply, when it yeah. comes to the NFL, but yeah, New I just, England has a I,
1: I, I, well. We'll see. We'll see.
0: All right. So for Jacksonville, I would start wide receivers Cecil Shorts, and that's it. Quarterback Chad Henne, second quarterback option, wide receivers. Justin Blackman and Jordan Shipley are flex options for me. Tight end, Mercedes Lewis, same thing. Running back, Montel Owens, don't start him. Maurice Jones-Drew, no. Rashad, Rashad, I always call him Rashad, but it's mm-hmm. Rashad Jennings. Downfall with a concussion, just say no. Kicker Josh Scobie in the defense, you don't want any part of them either.
1: All right.
0: Moving right along, we've got Oakland at Carolina. And I think Oakland's going to score more points than they did last week and lose by almost as many points as they won last week. So what I'm saying is that Carolina will win wow. this game by almost 15 points. I'll pick Carolina to win this game 34-20. to 20. I think Cam Newton has a big day, and they're just going to run shot over Oakland. I think Oakland's
1: going to win this game. I think that... I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just a crazy feeling, but I think that Oakland can pull this one out. Um, I, Carson Palmer, more of a second quarterback option. I think you can finally say no to Marcel Reese because you've got Darren McFadden back, who I'm starting this week. I think you can start Denarius Moore. Darius hayward Bay, and Rod Streeter can be flex options. I'm um, going to give you the rare no to tight end Brandon Myers, but I am starting the kicker. Not the defense, I I will grant you, I think Carolina will put some points up, but I think Oakland will, will eke one out here.
0: So for Carolina, I, as I mentioned, I think that Cam Newton's going to have a big week, so start him, start wide receiver Steve Smith, tight end Garrett Olson, kicker Graham Gano, in the defense. D'Angelo Williams, he's not the D'Angelo Williams of old, but he's certainly looked better the last couple weeks. He's a flex option for me. Running backs Jonathan Stewart and Mike Tolbert, no. Wide receivers Lewis Murphy and Brandon LaFell, no.
1: Okay. Let's talk about the next game since you want to talk about the Jets so much. Let's talk no, about No, I don't them. want to
0: talk about the Jets so much. <laughs> they're they're just they're terrible. Yeah. San Diego at the Jets, these are two teams that have been, you know much worse than expected this year. Jets at yeah. least have you know, injuries and incompetence to blame for that. San Diego, I don't know what their excuse is. I guess North it's North Turner, bad. but, just bad. yeah. But, well, I guess they've had the injuries with Matthews and their backfield's been a mess, but, you know, they've lost all their good wide receivers from last year, but still they're, you know, nowhere near the team they've been in the past. But I think they will get their act together. Somebody's got to win this game, and I'm thinking it won't be the Jets pick San Diego 20 to 17 but truth is there's not a lot of fantasy guys on either team that you want to start if you're playing in a championship yeah. game this week.
1: Honestly, I just I I almost have to say the Jets will win this game. It feels wrong, but I just I Greg McElroy's got a lot of time with those wide receivers cuz they were they were twos and threes. I just uh, this is not a game could you I want imagine
0: to watch. They started, I, I think even if Mark Sanchez hadn't kicked away the game there at the end, but there's no way that they could have started him this week. No, you know, I no. mean, he's already gotten a death threat on Twitter, which I think is absolutely ridiculous oh, that dumb. people would do they that, especially terrible. in light of what happened in Connecticut last week. But, yeah. um, but you know, there's just no way that, you know, I mean, his – his psyche and his, his confidence his, they dropped
1: he he got broken by the jets the same way they broke Tim Tebow. It's done. they can't play there anymore. I think that I just i don't know i I like Greg McElroy as a quarterback, and I think it's a different look for the offense and I just San Diego doesn't look all that scary right now. I don't think this is a very high scoring game um if either team got to twenty points, that would be shocking to me. I just. I, this is not a game I want to watch in any way, shape, or form, and I would advise you watch any other afternoon game. But I I think fantasy-wise for San Diego's, Phil Rivers is only a second quarterback option. You should not be starting Ryan Matthews because his collarbone is in multiple pieces. I think Jackie Battle and Curtis Brinkley can be flex options, but again, you're playing in your championship tread lightly. If you've got anybody who's not splitting time, you may want to go with them. Uh, Denario Alexander is the only wide receiver that I'm interested in starting. I'll start Antonio Gates because I think he's going to have to do something for this team to even be relevant. Um, no to the kicker, but yes to the defense because nobody's scoring a lot of points here.
0: I think I'd rather start Bill Gates this week. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So for the Jets, I would start wide receiver – Jeremy Curley, tight end Jeff Cumberland, who's probable with an ankle injury and in their defense. Running back Sean Green and Bilal Powell are, are flex options for me. Greg McElroy, no. Tim Tebow, no. Mark Sanchez, do you really have to ask? Uh, Joe McKnight is a no. Wide receivers, Chash Shillings and Braylon Edwards knows. Edwards got a lot of looks last week, but again, that was because of his familiarity with Sanchez. He doesn't know McElroy, and he's questionable with a hamstring injury, so that's not a good pairing. And tight end Dustin Keller is listed as doubtful with an ankle, and I'm extremely doubtful the Jets are going to play him at all this season because he's one of the few decent offensive options they have, and there's no sense in risking further injury in a season that's down the drain at this point.
1: Yeah, let's talk about somebody else.
0: (laughs) All right, so next game up is Cleveland at Denver. This is the first of the late games. I'm not – I mean, I enjoy watching Denver, but that's the only reason I would want to watch this game. I don't think it's going to be closed. I think Denver will double them up 34-17. to 17.
1: I think Cleveland will keep it within 10 points, but I, I think Denver definitely wins the game. I mean, it's paint manic. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon Whedon, as as well as you've come on in the second half of the year, you're not beating Peyton Manning, not today. Uh, Brandon Whedon is a second quarterback option for me. I like Trent Richardson this week. Um, I'm saying no to Greg Little, but yes to Josh Gordon. Staying away from the rest of wide receivers. Say no to tight end Ben Watson. No to the kicker, no to the defense. It's There's a blizzard going on in Denver right now. It's going to be cold and miserable. I don't think... The kickers is a real strong option this week.
0: For Denver, I would start Peyton Manning. I think he is going to, you know, he's... I don't know what his record in blizzards is because he's played his home games his whole career in a dome before this season. Probably. Um, wide receivers, <laughs> we know anything Eric, about
1: Peyton Manning. It's, he probably could take a blizzard.
0: Yeah. Wide receivers, Eric Decker and, and um, Demarius Thomas, I would start both of them. Kicker Matt Prater, I'm going to disagree and say that I would start him just because I think they're going to have a, lot, a ton of offense the, as long as it's not snowing during the game. I think he's a decent start. The defense is a good start. Running back, no Sean Moreno, probable with a rib injury. He's a plex option for me this week. Same thing with tight ends Jacob Tammy and Jewel Treason. Running back, Ronnie Hillman, no. Wide receivers, Brandon Stokely and Matthew Willis, no. All
1: right. I can live with that.
0: Next up, we've got my beloved Giants at Baltimore. I think this is a coin flip game. Both of these teams are in trouble. All of a sudden, in you know, not making the playoffs at all. But I, I think Baltimore is going to prevail here and effectively end the Giants' season. I'll pick Baltimore to win this game, thirty-four,
1: thirty-one. I'm actually going to take the Giants to win this game.
0: Well, wonders now- never cease.
1: I know Baltimore was explaining your reasoning because
0: as a Giants fan, I need something to hang my hat on here.
1: Um, honestly, these are two very dysfunctional looking teams, and I think that the Giants are just marginally more functional. I also think that they know that it personally would make me and my life more difficult if they won this game, and that right there's probably all the motivation they need.
0: <laughs> yeah, could you imagine if? The Gi- if all three of those teams won or lost this week, and then they went into the final week with tied with the Giants playing at Philadelphia and Dallas playing at Washington, that would be a pretty wild afternoon of football. Sounds like
1: my nightmare. <laughs> that would be that'd be great as a fan, but maybe not so much as a fan of an NFC East team.
0: I'm not sure what they if they've already announced the Sunday night game for next week, but I would I put Dallas. I think it's a
1: flex. I think they don't have to announce it yet.
0: Okay, I would put Dallas and Washington in the I Sunday
1: night game just like to drive you nuts yeah it'll it'll be interesting it's gonna come down to the wire for sure, but I think the Giants are gonna keep themselves in it, and I think they're gonna edge out Baltimore. They actually know how to give the ball to their running backs in the fourth quarter, so that's that's definitely an advantage um
0: is, I'm, starting is I'm Eli- the, so gonna play or no.
1: Uh, it looks like he is, but even if he does, it's more of a flex option, I think. Uh, I like Eli Manning this week. I like David Wilson starting Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix. I'm saying no to Dominic Hickson and Ruben Randall, but like you said earlier, Hickson could be an interesting pickup if you're in a deeper league, um... Say no to tight end Martellus Bennett, and yes to the kicker. I think he's going to be kicking some field goals. Lawrence Tynes is as solid as it gets, but no to the defense. Both teams are scoring a lot of points.
0: I I certainly agree with that. I I could see both of these teams scoring in the 30s, but for Baltimore, I would start quarterback Joe Flacco, running back Ray Rice, wide receiver Anquan Bolden, tight end Dennis Pitta, and kicker Justin Tucker. Wide receivers, Jacoby Jones and Torrey Smith, are flex options for me. Smith is questionable with a concussion. Uh, Bernard Pierce is also questionable with a concussion. Keep him on your bench. Ed Dixon questionable with a knee bench, and do not start the defense. (laughs) All right. Moving right along, Chicago at Arizona. I think Arizona's offensive uh, fireworks last week were a fluke. Yeah. You know, Chicago, even though you know Brian Urlacher is like being booed, you know, at least by the home crowd. I, I think that the Chicago fans that travel out to Arizona this week are going to be happy. I think Chicago wins this by two touchdowns. I'll pick them twenty to six.
1: Um, I I just I don't think this will be super high scoring. I think you're right. It's probably a lower scoring game. I don't know if Chicago wins by quite that much, but I think Matt Forte is going to be doing more of the damage. Jay Cutler, for me, is a second quarterback option. Definitely start Forte. Michael Bush is on IR, so there's nobody to vulture touchdowns. I'm starting Brandon Marshall and staying away from the rest of the wide receivers, staying away from the tight end, but I am starting the kicker and the defense,
0: for sure. For Arizona, I like their defense this week, but that's about it. Running back, Beanie Wells is a flex. Wide receiver, Larry Fitzgerald. As Ryan Lindley is the quarterback there. He's a flex option yep. for me. Tight end Rob House, a questionable with a knee injury, flex option at best. No to quarterback Ryan Lindley. No to LaRod Stephen Cowling. No to wide receivers Michael Floyd, Andre Robertson, Gissette, who's questionable with a concussion. Tight ends Jeff King and Todd Heath, no, and kicker Jay Feely, no.
1: Yeah, just not a lot of good stuff happening for Arizona right now.
0: No. So now comes the first of the the flex Sunday night games. This one could very well be one of the more interesting games of the week. You know, on paper, they seem to be two relatively evenly matched teams. they are both, you know, relying on young quarterbacks. San Francisco, the gamble of switching to Kaepernick, seems to be paying off. Seattle, Russell Wilson has been out of his mind, you know, the last couple of weeks. They put up 50 points each of the last. Two weeks, 50-plus, I think that string will end in a big way here. I'll pick San Francisco to win on the road, 24-20. to
1: I think Seattle's going to win this game. I think it's a reverse score, 24-20, of what you thought. Uh, And I think this is the week people start really questioning Colin Kaepernick as a starter, Um, but I do think he's more of a second quarterback option. I like Frank Gore and Michael Crabtree, but beyond that, not a lot else I like. I'm staying away from the wide receivers. Randy Moss caught that one garbage touchdown. That's probably not happening again. I don't think it's worth starting him or Mario Manningham or Delaney Walker. I'm staying away from tight end Vernon Davis. The the Seattle defense is good at shutting down tight ends. Uh, no kicker, but yes to the defense. Even though I think Seattle wins, it's still a lower-scoring game.
0: Seattle, there's nobody I want to start this week. Not even quarterback Russell Wilson. For me, he's the second quarterback. Running back, Marshawn Lynch, questionable with a back injury, flex option at best. Wide receiver, Sidney Rice, questionable with a knee injury, flex option. Same thing with Golden Tate. Defense is okay to start, so I take back what I just said. Uh, Running about not starting anybody, I think the defense is okay. Running back, Robert Turbin, who's gotten some garbage time, you know, playing in yards the last couple weeks. That's not happening this week. Keep him on your bench. Wide receivers, Doug Baldwin, Ben Obamanu, no. Tight end, Zach Miller, no. And kicker, Steven Hauschka, no. All right. Oh. All right. So we have a few minutes left, I think. Yes, just a couple. All right. So I have a couple of questions for you then. I always prepare a couple of questions in case this happens and we haven't had any phone calls. Um, first question. Would you pick somebody up off the waiver wire in a championship week solely to keep them away from your opponent, yes or no, and why?
1: Uh, probably not, just because I generally have enough I'm trying to worry about with keeping my own team healthy than trying to worry about keeping a guy away from another team. But I do know several people who do that. What about you, Sherpa?
0: I, I would be one of those several people you know that, that do that, They'll call me, a sadist or just call me whatever but you know, i just think for instance this week if you know i've got daniel Thomas on my bench as a running back and jackie battles available i'm going to grab jackie battle if, even if i have no intention of starting him you know especially if my you know opponent is, is weak at running back you know i, I just yeah, I think that that might be a, a prudent play if if you've right. got the space on your bench or if you have somebody you know you're definitely not starting this week. I mean, at this point, you know, it's not as if cutting the person, you know, chances are the way most waiver wire things work that your opponent isn't going to have time to pick them up before Sunday's game anyway. So
1: That's very true, very true. All
0: right, the other question I wanted to ask you is, how do you take into account at this point in the season the possibility of players being benched early or just, you know, not playing at all because of either team's clinching? Actually, this year, everybody still has something to play for in Week 16, which is a little bit
1: yeah, unusual
0: in either home field advantage or, you know, playoff spot at all. But what's, what's your... How do you think, especially for people that have a playoff game in week seventeen, how do you anticipate which teams are going to, you know, be playing for something next week and which ones aren't and therefore what waiver wire pickups you might want to make?
1: Well, I like to look at like even if there's a team who you think is either going to be sitting probably sitting starters later in the game, uh, at that point you want to hope that they've done enough damage scoring wise that it may not hurt you as much. But I like to look at the matchups and if I have a guy who's playing on a team that's still fighting for a spot and and they've got a, a matchup where they're gonna be going, you know, pretty hard the whole game, I don't have to worry about, you know, them blowing somebody out, then I'm more likely to start a player who's pretty comparable but has the potential to play sixty minutes versus maybe only forty five. Uh it's definitely something I look at. I it's because there's nothing that makes you more more nuts than seeing somebody that you thought about starting on your bench racking up touchdowns or yards while your wide receiver two is having some Gatorade on the sideline because they're already up 21 points and clinching home field. Like it just it eats at you.
0: All right, I'll give you a hypothetical example. Suppose Atlanta somehow manages to beat Detroit this week, Tongari, uh-huh. firmly planted in chief. <laughs> but suppose that happens, and then next week you're in a week 17 playoff game, and you've got Julio White on—not uh, Julio White, Julio uh, Jones. Rodney
1: White or Julio Jones?
0: Right. They morphed into one, one, one uh, wide receiver, receiver there. I, I knew I couldn't get to a whole show without spooling <laughs> up a name, but who? How would you play that next week if Julio Jones is your, you know, one of your your key wide receivers? Do you start him or or not? Suppose that Atlanta hasn't said anything or they're dropping hints that they might, you know, bench him or not play their starters the full game, what would you do in a case like that?
1: It would a lot of it would depend on who's on my waiver wire. If if it's a league where their the pickings are kind of slim, I I may just roll the dice on Julio Jones and hope he gets me a touchdown or two before they sit him. But if there's a guy like Danny Amendola out there, maybe I go pick him up and and hope I'm getting at least the same amount of points or a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I think the reason a lot of fantasy owners are reluctant to do that, what you alluded to before, you know, you're nobody's ever going to regret starting. Julio um, you know, Jones,
1: but you're going to regret sitting yeah. him if he has a huge game for sure. Right,
0: right. So I, I think even you know, it's easier to say, well, there was no way for me to know that or I thought he was gonna play, that you know, the regret from having him have a bad game or not score points is less than the regret you'll feel if you bench him and he goes off and catches ten balls yeah. for two hundred yards and, and two touchdowns. And his
1: feeling for even a half a football is higher than most most wide receivers, especially guys who are gonna be on the waiver wire for a whole game. I mean he could put up the same amount of points. You just don't know good point fun in it (laughs) yes but that does bring us to the end of the show for the week we will be back next week for all of you with week 17 championship games the season finale (laughs) the season finale is right uh, and we are available all week long for you with any of your lineup questions. We'll give you a, a number of ways to get a hold of us. But like I said, we'll be back next Wednesday night from 9:30 to 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Hopefully, I will have a voice by then. Uh, you can find us all week long on Twitter at the number four T H N inches show. That's the number four T H N inches show. Our email is the same handle, the number four T H N inches show at gmail dot com. You can find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, and on our personal Twitter accounts as well. I am JKIM16, and the Sherpa is Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And like I said, any lineup questions, waiver wire questions, feel free to find us all over social media or check out FantasyFootballSherpa.com.
0: All right. Merry Christmas, Jana. hope Santa's good to you and to everyone else out there who celebrates and Good luck in your championship games or your playoff rounds this week, and we'll see you back here next week.